Hello, this is Autumn Odin. And this is Hannah Henson. And we want to welcome you to episode 11 of season three of Raise Your Standards podcast. And today we have another guest on the podcast, which just makes podcasting all that more fun. So uh, today we have Nicole Allen. So Nicole and I met through our friend group here in the Bay Area and then just really hit it off and started doing hot girl mom walks and just really chatted a bunch. And then we were like, whoa, this is awesome. We should start a Bible study. So I'll let her introduce herself. uh, But that is all I have to say right now. And just so excited to have you here. So Nicole, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Thank you so much, Autumn and Hannah for having me on the podcast. I was very stoked when Autumn asked me to join and it's been nothing short of a blast to have our Bible study together. Um, So yeah, thank you so much for having me on here. Um, So introduction. Yeah, I'm Nicole Allen. I was born and raised in the Bay Area um, and got to uh, travel around a little bit went to college um, at Cal Poly Slow and got to, um, I was backpacking in South America after graduation. Um, and then pandemic brought me home. God opened a lot of doors um, to get me uh, a job that I love here in the Bay. Um, I'm a, an account manager for a biotech company. And um, let's see here. That's about anything else. Is that enough background? And I love Jesus. He's great. <laughs> Not include that. You're in good no. company. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, no, I think you really check a lot of those boxes of just like uh, people I admire and just want to learn more about. Like the first time I met you, I was just like, oh my gosh, like we have so much in common, but also you're just such a fascinating person. So uh, I guess there's multiple directions we could take this. But first, I'm curious about what this uh, backpacking adventure was in South America. What did you oh. do? you know, how to ask the questions I love to answer. I, I warned Autumn. I was like, are you sure you want to ask me that? I will talk forever about it. Um, I'm just kidding. I think um, I was graduating and I felt like I hadn't finished learning. Um, I felt like the Bay Area is its own little bubble. And then uh, where I went to college was its own little happy bubble. Oprah actually named that town the like happiest city in America. Everyone in San Luis Obispo likes to brag about that. But it definitely was this like, really fun, happy little bubble. But um, yeah, I feel like I hadn't finished learning. And I think my, I don't know if I can remember all three, but my initial goals for traveling was to get closer to God, to learn Spanish. Um, and I guess just like be really, oh yeah, it was to be really, really challenged. Um, and so that's why I chose South America, um, because I think it was more or less unchartered <laughs> for me. Um, and a little bit more like difficult, I guess, to travel in. So that's how the whole adventure started. Um, and I worked three jobs um, my senior year to like save up and then got to travel starting in like September-ish timeframe. Um, and then I was supposed to have a full year. And then the pandemic hit like five and a half, six months in. So it was still really amazing getting that um, yeah, the five months I was in Peru and then uh, Chile and Argentina. Yeah. Any questions? <laughs> <laughs> Lots. No, <laughs> no, that is amazing. I'm sure you saw so many different landscapes and so many different, met so many people. I'm sure. Yeah. Were there a lot of kids around or families or what kind of culture do they have over there? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Um, it was it was really amazing. Something I loved about traveling in South America was the travel community. You meet people from all over the world that are looking for something. And I think that that was like really, really cool to get to like hear all these people's stories um, and sometimes like share my, my faith. But I definitely like that was something I wish I did way more, you know, like hindsight's 2020 of just like wishing I took advantage of that. But it was still so eye opening, not only to like learn more about the culture there, um, but also to like meet a lot of these travelers from all over. Um, so that was cool too. A lot of people were like in their thirties, like the whole story of like, I quit my job to like come out here and travel. And it was just really inspiring because I think sometimes we're told this narrative of you go to college and then you get a job and then you get married and then you have kids. And it's just like this whole, like, I don't know, this whole like timeline of how life is supposed to go. But then when I was surrounded by all of these people who were like daring to think differently, it was just like so inspiring. And I think I grew a lot in that way. And then I also grew a lot in like being around um, different cultures. Yeah, like Peruvians are just very like friendly and like family centered. And um, that was just cool being exposed to that. Um, yeah. And I didn't get as much time, unfortunately, in like Chile and, and Argentina, but um, was still just really impressed by like everyone I met and how like honestly I felt way safer in South America than I felt like in the Bay Area at points so like people always there's also stigma I think of some of these other countries and people mm -hmm. don't want to travel to them but in all actuality like you're safer in Peru than you are at a frat party so it's just kind of like <laughs> it's <laughs> a that. sad reality but it's so true yeah. like mm -hmm. yeah so that's the kind of, I don't know if that answers your question about the kind of people I met along the way. Yeah. I was, mm -hmm. I was solo traveling. And then I also got to travel with um, three of my other best friends from college at different points. So I got to do, do like a combination of both. And I always highly recommend trying solo travel at some point. That's yeah. Awesome. So you went yeah. alone? For part yeah, of that, I was, right? I was alone for probably three months of it. And then wow. two months I was with my my friends. And then there was a, a two and a half to three week stint where I was with a, a missionary. So I was technically alone at that point, but I was staying with a missionary in the jungle, like near the Amazon. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Also, yeah. Just speaking cool. of your little, not little, your comment around uh, feeling more safe and whatever. So I'm planning to go to Brazil this fall. And my mom was like, no, like so dangerous, <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Okay, well, get this. So today, someone shows up outside of our door, and we're like, what the heck? This is strange. Like, we don't know you. Also, what are you doing at the middle of the day at our house? All of a sudden, no joke, these cop cars swoop in one after the other. There's like four of them. They get outside. This is all right outside our house. And so Cynthia and I open the window because we're like, what's going on? We want to hear this. And so all these cop cars were surrounding, like asking this lady, like all these questions and I don't know exactly what happened to her, but they ended up taking her away or taking her somewhere. We're like, what is going on? So, yeah. But anyways, just point being is, I don't know, anything can happen anywhere. So mm -hmm. <laughs> even in small towns. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah. Small uh, towns, big towns. <laughs> but no, that, that's awesome, Nicole. I guess 
one of the questions I thought of while you're talking is this sounds amazing and just you had all these dreams and goals and ambitions post-college so what was that transition like finding out about COVID and having to end your travels early? So um, it was really heartbreaking actually Um, and I, I think it's like it's tough because you don't want to be like, my dreams were crushed. I don't get to go play in other countries for another six months. Like, it's kind of hard to like, to say that. Cause then you feel like, okay, well, you had so much privilege to be able to like travel to those countries. Aren't you grateful for all those things? But I also like over time learned that like, it's okay to grieve. Um, and it's okay. Like, even if it's like the silly small problem of like, I didn't get to go to Columbia. Like, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's still real. And it's still like a dream that, that I had and it like didn't happen. And it's okay to like mourn that. Um, so that was actually like a huge lesson that God really wanted to teach me and needed to teach me. Um, but yeah, I just think it was like, I I felt like God had promised me, like, you should go do this, like go to South America, like it's going to happen. Um, and so I think like feeling like that, didn't happen and not really understanding why um, was really hard. So that was one thing. The the second one being just like culture shock kind of in a way of like coming home very, very suddenly when like it wasn't expected and everything being shut down. Um, and like I was living on $15 a day in Peru at some point, um, just like hitchhiked everywhere, stayed at like super cheap hostels. But yeah, $15 a day, like that's insane. Like you could spend that much at Starbucks. So it was really hard actually coming back. And my sister was like having a wedding. And I remember this story because she was like, we're going to get our nails done for my wedding. And it'll be like a hundred dollars. And instead of being like stoked for my sister's wedding, cause it was like Manny Petty, whatever tip. I was just like, Oh my gosh, you're going to be freaking kidding me. A hundred dollars on nails. You know, like it was just this whole thing. Like so yeah, there there were also points too of like coming back to the US where I kind of like flipped out over small things, you know, because that's like a, a transition. Um and then I think the last one was like regret too. Of like I had like started my adventure with this vision of like wanting to learn Spanish and get close to God. And and I was challenged, but I, I definitely got really close to God at some points, but I also was the farthest I ever was from God at other points. Um, and, and I also think I like wish that I had, um, <clears throat> I had multiple regrets of like wishing I'd taken advantage of certain conversations to like share, um, truth and share the gospel with people. Um, so I think like leaving and feeling like I didn't have time to kind of like redeem what I hadn't done was like also very like heartbreaking, I think. So there was also a lot of mix of regret feeling like I didn't use the six months that I was given well. So that was a lot, but yeah, I hope that answers the question. Lots to unpack, which is really good. Yeah. And I think you, you definitely seem like a deep thinker to where you're like, you have to almost, yeah, you have to unpack all of that, you know, no matter if it's a small thing or a big thing, I know for me, um, this is like, like more medical, I guess, but I don't see very well. And I had an eye appointment today and I was really honest with him. I'm like, I'm just really frustrated because I feel like I'm supposed to see things, you know, differently. And I don't, um, and yeah, it just gets, yeah, I don't know. I'm in astigmatism in both my eyes. So my eye is shaped weird and I can't see, um, 
yeah, just certain directions and ways in my context, you know, have something to do with that, the way they adjust. Um, but I literally just read an article because, yeah, I think it's so easy to just get down on ourselves because we haven't done things or spent time like understanding the way we feel about certain situations or things that happen. Um, but there's an article that Sadie Robertson's um, organization, Live Original, had posted. And the girl was talking about focus, like where your focus is um, and feeling distant from God. And it was so interesting because she said she always wanted a Jeep. And there was this time where she could actually get the Jeep. And then she was seeing all these Jeeps, you know, on the road. She started noticing them more and more. And in reality, they're like the same amount of Jeeps. She's just focused on getting that Jeep now. And it's just the same thing with God. Like if we're focused more on him then we'll see him more, you know, whether it's backpacking, whether it's back in California. I mean, there's just huge things that we don't see because we want to see it the way we see it. And yeah, I'm sure you're in, you're enjoying that time too, you know, and it's not, I think we like to put ourselves in the shame seat where we're like, well, I should have done this. I should have done that. When in reality you were still used, I'm sure you touched many different lives, even if you thought that you didn't make that impact, you know, like you can be your hard critic, you know, and God doesn't look at you like that. He looks at you as like, okay, you went and you took a step in faith, really. Like you're from the Bay area and you went, all right, you know, I feel called to go South Africa. And you went like, that was such a step in obedience. South America, and Camilla's South, America. South Africa. <laughs> oh, well, geez, you know, there's so many friends. Maybe, oh, maybe no. she's prophesying go to South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Um, he was just busy encouraging me. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I know. I know, but seriously, <laughs> well, it is like it's just. I think we don't say it enough, or we don't talk about it enough, to where, yeah, people just feel called to go and they go, and you know, it doesn't mean it's going to be perfect. You know, like okay, you may have been planted in a situation, and God could have been like, okay, yeah, I really want you to do this. And you could have been obedient or not, but there's also going to be other situations and potentially other people that um, are going to cross paths with that person and share the gospel with them. So to be like all on you sort of thing is the way the world wants you to think. And it's so easy to just get caught up in it because that's just what the world teaches, you know? So God doesn't, yeah, make you feel shame. The enemy does. So yeah, I think that's amazing though. Good I'm stuff. like this little girl from a small town. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, go girl. So it's awesome. Um, what I really liked um, that you said you wanted to be challenged and learn more about yourself. Um, so I guess for our listeners, why do you think it's important to be challenged and learn more about yourself or grow in your faith? That is such a good question. Dang, like where are you two from? Like you just you just have great questions and yeah, it's just so it's so awesome to be to might be, need to have a part two. Yeah, I mean oh, sure. eventually. Yeah. <laughs> or we can just we can just get coffee. I'll go to Wisconsin and we can all <laughs> yeah. There you go. Um yeah, that's so great. I just think I mean, how do you grow and gain muscle, you know, kind of like in a physical sense, like you you work out and you put strain on your muscles and then in a similar sense, like how do you get good at anything you practice um and so I think it's good to yeah to to seek challenges because I think like one you will grow 
And then two, like, it's kind of nice to like feel accomplished in things, I guess. Like if you just stay in a really easy job, it's kind of hard to feel proud of yourself. And it's like, you never really get that like, oh, awesome. Like I accomplished this. Um, Or if you stay in that really easy, like, I don't, or if you're in like your comfort zone, like, and that can be applied to like many, many areas of your life. So I think like, you're not really doing yourself or the people around you um, any service if you're, if you're just staying in your comfort zone, because I don't really think that's where like God called us to to live. Um, Yeah. He calls us to be bold. So I think that's like a huge reason. Um, And then another one was maybe something I didn't, I didn't realize, but like two of my goals, so like be challenged and then get closer to God in the challenges. It really helped me achieve that other goal of getting closer to God because when I was solo traveling, I have never relied more heavily on the Holy Spirit. And that was, I think, very fundamental in how I live in my faith now. Um, It was incredible. I felt so surrounded by angels. Like, you know, like I would, I would joke with my friends of like, I have angels, so I'm going to go do this, you know, but like speaking into that mentality of I am so protected. Um, And it could have gone wrong so many times you know like there like there's just a lot of opportunity where something yeah something could have gone poorly and that's that's true like whether in the bay area or traveling um but yeah i think just like really heavily relying on god um just created this habit of doing that and then now coming back to the bay when there's a lot more like my, my parents are in the area and like there's a lot more like family and christian community and protection and there is a bubble around me, but it's like still like regardless of that bubble, I'm going to re- rely heavily on God in the same way that I did when I was alone in the jungle, you know? And so kind of like that mentality. Um, yeah, it was just, it was really, really incredible. Also, there's, um, there was three, no, there were four weeks in the jungle. Uh, like it's like pretty remote where like no one spoke English. So I was traveling alone and I was around very few people. And then where I was with the missionary, um, there weren't even tourists there. So it was like, no one speaks English and there aren't even tourists. So when I was, when I was speaking English, it was me praying. So um, I just think like, that was also really cool of, there were some really lonely times. And that's when I really got to like, I don't know, have more conversations with God. And I realized I could like practice hearing his voice more when I like created that space for him, whether I wanted to or not, you know, whether people were around me or not, like I, I got to have more conversations with God. So I hope that, I feel like I'm so scattered sometimes when I talk, no, but I hope that that's makes great. Sense. That's great. I think that's also really relatable having traveled outside the U S because when I went to Spain and I had an exchange student, it was her whole like family and friends like they knew bits and pieces of English but it was really hard to feel like I wasn't alone during those times because of course she was there and she spoke English but there were still moments when like she was laughing with her friends and like giggling and I was like yeah you know like I have no idea what's going on (laughs) so that was just it felt very alone and I wish my faith would have been as good as it was now at the time or maybe it was even before I knew that it was developing because I think that's a really positive outlook is how can I use this time instead of feeling alone? How can I pray into that and ask God for what he's trying to teach me during that time? And I think it's really cool. How did you get, 
because you said you went with a missionary. So how did you connect with that missionary to go there? Yeah, that's a that's a great one. There's a lot of different ways you can like try to find missionaries, but that was that was a good one because my mom used to be a chaplain at Stanford and she had a lot of students in her ministry. And so then one of these Stanford students um was called was actually saved at Stanford. Um and she was mentored by my mom and then went to Peru to start this um her own mission and she also like helped start a lot of um Peruvians in the area to do like uh, micro businesses and stuff like that. So she also she took her amazing knowledge, you know, you're a genius if you go to Stanford. So she's smart and she's very organized. And so she took all of that and was able to bring it to um to Peru and and start her organization out there. Um yeah, so that's kind of like how I met her. I actually got to go there when I was 15 with um, my two sisters. So somehow my parents were crazy enough to let, I was 15. I think my younger sister was like 13, 14. And then my older sister was like 16. So we were all like pretty young and we were out in Peru for a month um, thing with the, with the missionary. So I'd already done that. And then it was actually really cool getting to go back when I was, 23 um and getting to like a lot of the people that I'd met my previous trip were like married and pregnant and had kids and like all this stuff so it's just really cool to get to to go back and they're like wow you forgot a lot of your Spanish you know and like (laughs) it was just it was funny um I picked it back up more or less by the end of my time there but yeah so that's that's kind of how I I met her so I got lucky (laughs) yeah very sweet it's all about connections, right? <laughs> Definitely. Um, yeah. Even in the mission work. world. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Very cool. Oh. Um, so I liked what you said about relying on um, the Holy Spirit and especially when you're alone. Um, so do you relate heavily um, to the people uh, in the wilderness in the Bible <laughs> and how they rely on the Lord? I'm like, that's all I thought about was like the jungle and being alone. I'm like, they must have, yeah, been thinking, you know, like, what the heck is going on? You know, how is God going to show up in this? I mean, for me, yeah, I probably would have freaked out if I didn't know anybody that knew English. I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do. I think I'm going to die here. (laughs) But I mean, to have that calm stillness and like, yeah, pray through that. And yeah, just really listen to the Holy Spirit. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Thank just, you. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I never thought of it that way, but now I kind of want to go read the Old Testament <laughs> some more and be like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I will relate. Yeah. That's me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's it's interesting too, because I, I like your point on what you focus on. Because I think when I was there and I was kind of more or less technically alone, I never felt super alone. But when I came home actually and I was um yeah, just like feeling kind of lost and wondering like, God, what am I doing? Like I was supposed to have six more months to figure out my life. Um, and like, yeah, it was, it was just really interesting. So I think I was focusing on a lot of like the rug was pulled out from underneath me and now I don't know who I am. And I think in that I ended up feeling more alone and some of the, the, yeah, I think the loneliest I ever felt was during um, like 20 during the, those months, the early pandemic months of 2020. And I think a lot of people can, 
can relate to that. Not even in the sense of like, oh, the world shut down and I can't see my friends, but like also in the sense of like, I think a lot of people lost things. And so there's also a sense of like identity that's shifted. I mean, I had two siblings who didn't get to graduate. And then I also had a sister who didn't get to get married. So, or she, she got married, but her wedding was canceled. So it's just like all of us had stuff that we were kind of like, what do we do now? <laughs> and who am I in this? And I think when you aren't telling yourself, this is my identity in God, then mm-hmm. it's really easy to feel alone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's powerful. I also think yeah. that was super relatable. That is something I definitely felt a lot. I was talking about that last night of just my identity because I went through a situation and I was just thinking, I'm like, maybe I should share more about that on the podcast. But I went through a situation where it's just like, I don't know who I am. Like, I really just, I've always put my identity in my job and what I'm doing and achieving. And when COVID hit and things were changing, it was just like, I could sense this earthly thing pulling away from me and my identity shifting and trying to keep up with it and run the rat race. But ultimately it's of the earth and it's not going to be sustainable unlike God who is always constant and that was something that I remember I called you Hannah and I was just like oh my gosh like I had this like huge like Holy Spirit moment and encounter just like I am a daughter of God like I don't need to earn my love and earn different things and earn the world's approval of who I am but if God is directing me and with me every step of the way, then there's really nothing to worry about. And easier said than done, of course, because 2020 was crazy. But I think I definitely walked through that same thing of, I don't know if I would call it identity crisis, maybe, but <laughs> coming up on yeah. a life crisis. So yeah. Yeah. Right. Ugh. But I mean, yeah, I think it's really important to talk about, especially like, you know, you said your job, autumn um but even just yeah your aspirations and goals like I think we just get lost in the process of like I want to do all these things but we're not like I don't know I'm speaking to myself when I say this but goals of like you know hitting those life events like yeah I want to be married I want to have kids all that kind of stuff but is that really what God intended for me I went through the same thing you know like a month or two ago about you know I don't know if I'm you know, meant to be where I think I'm supposed to be. Um, and yeah, I think the world tries to tell you that you're supposed to want those things and those wants aren't a bad thing, but when you idolize those things and identify with those things that you don't have, it can be, yeah, really detrimental because then you do feel like the rug has been ripped up from underneath you because you're like, well, this is all I've ever wanted. But in reality, God's like, no, like I already died so that I was everything that you could ever want and have Um, and finding that in him um, above everything else. But it's such a thing that's unlike anything else that the world could give. Everybody says that, oh, yeah, well, you know, you can always get a better car or better house or all that stuff, but that will never truly fill. And I always say that to my girls that I mentor, I'm like, you could want the guy's attention, but that's never going to fill it. Well, yes, it will. I'm like, no, it won't. No, it won't. (laughs) Don't, don't even go there, please. (laughs) For my sake and your parents' sake and everybody else. Um, But it is so true. And I, that focus thing, um, knowing that, yeah, we need to steer our focus towards Jesus and he will steer us towards where we're supposed to be. So, cause yeah, I mean, I think I found myself more in the 
Um, actually in my mentee spot where I was like, you know, oh guys, like I love relationships. I love doing fun things, but in reality, I can do fun things with my friends. I can, you know, spend time with the Lord and find that actual joy that surpasses everything else. You know, it doesn't have to be in a certain individual or, you know, doing fun things. I just really want to be where God has me. So, but it's hard to, yeah, understand. Um, kind of transitioning. Um, we talked about like how lonely it can be, um, and especially COVID and things not going your way. Nicole, what do you think got you out of that pit of, you know, um, I feel alone or yeah, things just not going the way you thought they were going to go. Yeah. And I just want to quick, before I say something, I want to say thanks to both of you for, for sharing your little blurbs of your story. So, um, yeah, I think what got me out, it actually started with, I feel like God put it on my heart to start listening to these sermon series, or maybe even, um, I don't know, my mom's always praying for me, which I love, you know, prayer warriors. And then she also has all her other little Christian friends who are also praying for me. Like, it's great. And I think it might've been one of her, one of her mom friends that like told me to listen to the sermon series. Um, God bless her. But I, I started listening to it and there's this one message um, that this woman was sharing how she lost a baby and um, how like the grieving process um, was for her and that she felt like she was in her own little like protected cave of grieving. Um, and then like, instead of it just being like Jesus on the outside kind of thing, um, I wish I could remember it better, but it was something along the lines of like Jesus came actually like into that cave with her and was like crying with her. Um, and I had never seen a picture of Jesus that way before. Um, in my 24, I was like 24 at the time, 23, like years of being a Christian. Cause I was born and raised in a Christian home. I had never, ever pictured um, Jesus like that. Like it was always like, he has the victory. God's in control. Rah, rah, rah. You know, but it was never like, no, like there is evil in the world. And yes, God doesn't want that. But like, there is an enemy who comes to kill, steal and destroy. And bad stuff happens. And that breaks God's heart. And so it's just like really healing for me, actually, to like, um, I feel like I had a lot of things that I was processing. And I felt like God kind of like, lifted up, like, I felt like I had swept a bunch of things that happened, like in college, um, or just in life, like under the rug, and was just like, whatever, it doesn't matter. I'm going to keep having fun because I'm a very much like fun oriented person um, to a fault. So um, yeah, like if I'm not having fun, it's not worth my time. So like dealing with my crap wasn't worth my time for like years. And so I think like having God like show me like Jesus sits down with me and like cries with me. Um, and even if like God can sit with me and be like, you were robbed. Yes, like that was a horrible thing that happened. Um, at the same time, like he is still in control. So I feel like a lot of Christians don't like to talk about like the devil or like when we like, yes, there is sometimes where people are like victim spirit, but also at the same time, like there are a lot of people who, like who are genuinely victims. And so then having like God be like, I am in control but like also horrible things happen. And when they do, I am still here with you to like cry with you through it. 
Um, and so, yeah, that was just like really healing for me to just be like, wow, like God's still in control, but also like, yeah, that stuff happens and, and God can mourn with me. And so I think it was like him giving me that space to just like, just cry about a lot of things. Um, and then also just like slowly, like recognize them and and deal with them. Cause, um, yeah, like there were points in college where I was like messing around with guys and then also like a couple times traveling. Um, and I think that that like created a lot of, a lot of hurt and a lot of like footholds that I like just like ignored, um, and never like dealt with. So yeah, that was, it kind of like cascaded in this whole like healing process. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. What a testimony that, yeah, (laughs) for sure. Oh my gosh. Sorry. That was a lot. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, I'm like welling up over here. I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like leaning in closer to the computer screen. (laughs) I'm like, oh my, yeah. Well, and it's so relatable too, but I feel like, yeah, I think what you said about the devil and the enemy and all that stuff. I feel like for me, I even find myself doing that. You know, I'm like, wow, I don't really want to say the enemy or the devil because whatever, but it's like, no, name the thing and cast it away. Like, no, he has no foothold, you know, and you said the rah-rah thing. And I think that's so easy to say, and it's kind of fleeting, you know, instead of like sternly saying, you know, you have no place in my life. You have no place, you know, here, like God has resided in my heart and through the Holy spirit. And this is not yours anymore. Like I'm not yours. I'm not your child. I'm God's child. And yeah, it does not have to be so like dainty or like, you know, not avoiding the subject of the devil and the enemy, because I think it's so rampant. Like we talked about COVID. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of different things going on, but I think that was just such a dark time for many of us. And then, it, yeah, pulling, um, pulling ourselves out of that. You can't just pull yourself out of that. Like, I think that's where a lot of Christians became Christians because they're like, I can't lean on anything else. You can't lean on other people because you can't see other people, you know, and for me, it was kind of a direction point. You know, I had been, um, in a previous relationship a few years ago and I was like, this is just, yeah, not it. Like (laughs) we should not be together. And it was so clear, but for me too, I'm like the fun person that was like, you know, I want to be in relationships. I want to do these things, but never really knowing what I really needed or wanted, um, that lined up with God, you know, and it was, it was always like, oh yeah, well, you can always fix some, you know, missionary dating where you're like, oh yeah, you know, I can make them do whatever I want to. And that's just not true. And for me, that was really pivotal in my walk and, um, dating in general, I'd say, and like, yeah, dating to find a husband too, because, I just think we get so lost in, um, yeah, like college. I think it's fun to have relationships or, you know, be around good community and stuff, having fun. But what about when the fun fades, you know, and what do you really have at the core of your relationships? Um, So that was like really huge for me. Um, Yeah, COVID. COVID uh, smashed everybody. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It did, but then it produced uh, healing, too, I think was a big thing. So. That was mm-hmm. something we were talking about. There's like this uh, a church they're talking about this pottery that is uh, smashed, and then they put gold in the middle to put it back together. And that was something that I think was so true. It's just like it did break us down, but we're building back and stronger and more beautiful. 
And well, and yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was just going to say, it was what you're talking about of how Jesus coming to meet you where you're at in mm. the crying and in those places. That was something that I had never really thought of either. And it really, my therapist at the time was talking about that. Just like, where are you when you're crying? Like, what are you visualizing? I'm like, I visualize myself as a little girl in the bathroom with the door shut. And she's like, okay, well, if you're there, like, where's Jesus? And I was like, I don't know. And she was like, well, what if he's like over you, like seeing those tears and sitting with you and wiping them with you? Like what kind of love and what kind of uh, feeling does that bring? And just like, whoa, like that like completely changed my outlook when I do cry because I think I would just not allow myself to cry and then just keep dealing with these feelings and knowing that like someone else is there to be with me and to walk through that time with me. It's just so powerful. So I really appreciate what yeah. you said about that, Nicole. Definitely. I love a that. beautiful picture too. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna cry again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like everyone's due for a good cry. Yeah. Yeah. With Jesus, uh, with Jesus next to us. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, and the thing is too, is like, yeah, I know that you guys are in California together and have met and you know have created this bond. But even having that community, you know, having those friends that you can go to that you can really be raw and real with and um, we talked about that in a couple podcasts ago with Abby. Um, but even Autumn and I, I think we've, yeah, we've pretty much walked through about every season together. Um, and just, yeah, seeing how we both grow and grow closer to not only God, but each other and pieces of the story coming together, um, is like super awesome and super powerful because I don't know, I think it's really unique because, yeah, I don't know. We've probably been friends for seven years or so. And we established that last podcast. I think I don't it was know. seven years. And then I was like, don't say that. That sounds like we're old. But yeah, because yeah, we are. No, yeah. um, we're not seven that old. Years. But, but yeah. seriously, like, you know, it's not like we were raised in the same town or anything. But I mean, yeah, God has a plan for everything. And I just think it's a really cool thing to walk through things with people, not only with Jesus, but like people around you that can support you because yeah, we weren't meant to do this life alone either. So very cool. All right, Nicole, let's get to the question. The only question that I told you I was going to ask you for the podcast, which we haven't even got to yet, but uh, before you go, I'd love to know what your best piece of advice is regarding relationships or faith or career, whatever comes to mind for you. That's a, that's a hard question. Um, yeah, I think when I first thought of it, I was like, oh, okay, what's like best piece of advice, um, for faith, but, um, yeah, I don't know. I feel like we've talked on like a lot of other random topics that you could gather from it, but for faith, I think like two really big ones that I was going to talk about would be one, like, I know Christians say this all of the, all the time, but like get in your word. Um, but I think like, I've just seen that like more and more in my life of how important it is um, to spend time in God's word, just because it's like, I mean, I love that scripture that like his word is alive and active and it's sharper than any double-edged sword. And it's just like, I love that um, we have this tool to like hear God's voice and like draw near to him. Um, Cause like sometimes like life in the Bay area, it's hard to, 
kind of slow everything down and feel like I have that quiet space the same as I did when I was traveling at some points but like oh get a great way to like cut out a lot of the noise is to like even just like read his word and like um actually the first time I started loving scripture was when I was in Peru the first time when I was 15 and I remember like seeing Christians around me be like so good at like reading their bible and I like couldn't get through like one chapter which is like really five sentences like chapters can be so short in the bible but I just like couldn't get myself to enjoy it at all and so then I just like kept praying and praying and praying of like God opened my eyes to see like what's beautiful about this and like God like reveal the wisdom and the truth behind what I'm reading and he really did um and I've had to pray that prayer like again and again like I find myself like approaching my bible sometimes and being like hmm (laughs) this is boring um but yeah so just like having that as a tool is great um And then also I think a huge one too is like letting Jesus meet you where you're at. And I think like being raised in a Christian home, I always thought like, oh, you have to go to church and you have to like read the Bible in this way. But um, yeah, when I got older, I started having like beach church. Like I would, there were some Sundays I'd wake up and just like not be feeling it at all. And then I would just like go to Big Sur and have a beer in my Bible and I would have church there and I would just like very intimately hear God, you know? And so it's just like, don't, don't let yourself, like we don't serve a mundane God. So like, don't let yourself get caught up in the mundane in that way either. You know, like definitely go to church, definitely have community. It's great. But also like, let yourself keep it fresh. You know what I mean? Like if you look at any other relationship, couples be out there always trying to keep it fresh, you know, spice it up. I mean, like we, like, I mean, God is a relationship. Like he's our Mm -hmm. friend. And if reading the Bible every single morning for like doing your little Devo, like if that starts to get old, like Mm -hmm. don't feel like you're wrong in that, I guess. So like that's some advice I want to share too. Like take a beer. If you drink beer, go to the beach. If you can, <laughs> I love that. <laughs> you're not landlocked, and like read the Bible or like go somewhere that like you hear God's voice. And if that's like not church or that's not Bible study, um, do that. But also like within reason. I'm not saying like don't go, but like if mm. every now and then you need to take a break and spice things up, like do that because yeah, it's the days are hard when I'm not close to God and in and in tune with Him. Um, so that's some advice there. <laughs> It's cool. Again, it's like have scattered. a date with God. Oh, yeah. Date with God, even with a beer or with wine. <laughs> beer now and I'm Bible. thinking I'm like, <laughs> oh my beer gosh. and Bible. <laughs> yeah. But, I, mean, I think some people in Wisconsin would relate to that. Eh? Oh, I'm sure they would. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or cheese. Cheese in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. I can get you some cheese. I got some hookups. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, I think that's so true though. Because honestly, this is so weird that we're talking about this because this morning I was like, geez, this is getting old. Like, I just can't. I'm like, you know, I, yeah, I think for me, I really want to start off my day on the right foot, you know, and I don't think that could ever, for me, it just could never be like not being in the world, not praying, not writing, not journaling ever. Like I would need something to start the day. But I think for me, I just have in my head that like, I have to read at that certain time when in reality, I'm like, geez, I might be giving God like this much and he needs me like halfway through the day, you know, or at the end of the day, or even, yeah. When you said certain spots, I'm like, there's two spots up here that I just, 
I love and God has always spoke to me there and it's just really special. And I'm like, yeah, you know, maybe I should start doing that, you know, and it's not a wrong thing. Like, don't get me wrong. Like if it is mundane, you know, being consistent, um, is always good too, but definitely spicing it up. (laughs) I like that. Spice it up. Keep the relationship Uh, fresh. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So good. That was a great piece of advice. And one last question, because I also said I was going to ask you this. Is there any advice you'd offer to your younger self or younger individuals in general? Yeah. um, I think like, hold on, like, not like let go of things, but um, I wish there was a more eloquent way I could like say this, but just kind of like what was it said like hold on um shoot I'm blanking on what I was gonna say but it's essentially like hold on loosely to to things I guess like I've heard something like hold hold on tight to the promise the promises of God but hold on loosely to like the plan um that's kind of like the gist of how it how it goes but I just I think that that's like a great piece of advice that I wish I could tell my younger self because I think like a lot of times I was tempted to like strive to get things that I thought I needed um or I had to fight to get my needs met um and I think it just created a lot of like selfishness um when I'm younger and then yeah it's just like seeing in my life like where I stand today is nothing that I did you know and like just seeing like so many of the the great things coming into my life like it doesn't make sense based on like what I did you know and so it's just like it's so cool to see how good God is and that he's so faithful um even when I'm not faithful and um I think just like yeah like having gratitude for that now but also like wishing like when I was younger to just like hold on tight to the promise, you know, find hope in the promises of God, but hold on loosely to the plan because, um, yeah, he has exceedingly abundantly more in store than we could ever ask or imagine. So yeah, that's what I'd say. <laughs> I like that. Profound. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Especially because plans are always changing. That's for sure. And something like COVID, it's like, you can't foresee that yeah. happening. And so being able to know that God is so good. He's present. He's with you. He will guide your steps, but knowing that maybe those plans you had for 2020 might not go like you thought it would, but, uh, other things like finding healing and refinding your faith and all those other areas or something that he had as top of mind. So. Oh yeah. And not even traveling. It's like the job I'm in, the man I'm dating. It's just like, couldn't have seen any of them come in, but God knew that they were perfect. Yeah. So yeah, where I live. Shout out to Elijah. Shout out to Elijah. (laughs) Love you, boo. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Oh man. I love that. Well, and I love that you like quick little tidbit, I guess. When I so I'm a personal trainer and I tell people when they hold weights, um, don't hold them too tight. I always tell them that I'm like, don't hold them too tight. Cause you're not going to engage properly. You're not going to engage certain muscle groups properly. So I'm like, never, you know, close group. And they're like, oh. and I have one lady who, you know, goes through our church and she's like, 
oh, that is so true of life too. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you know, making the connection. Um, but yeah, I thought that was, yeah, so good. Yeah, because God's plans are way better than ours. So awesome. Preach. That's cool. I didn't know mm-hmm. that. I just got some like free yeah, training advice. Same. Thank you. Thank <laughs> you. That too. Yeah. I'm like that. with all the weights that I'm lifting, you know. No. <laughs> I'm kidding. Big lifter. No. no you, you work no. out all the time though. So <laughs> that's for sure. Um, all right. Anything else before we end the podcast? Going once, going mm-hmm. twice. Well, I mean, I don't know how much time we have, but I'm always curious, like, what you guys answer to these questions. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, like, what advice do you feel like you guys would give? If we have time. Yeah. Yeah. We should do a longer podcast on this, but that's a good point. Um, I think for me, uh, yeah, there's a few. I don't know. I'm trying to think what was been what has been most impactful, but I think the first thing that comes to mind is to not sacrifice anything for my relationship with God. And I think in other like stages of my life, I've let people or relationships or people's opinions come and direct my plan for my life and I would listen and I would always get to a point of just not feeling content with what I was doing. And I think a few years ago, I finally listened to that of giving up my whole past life in Minnesota, completely letting that go, moving out to California, not knowing anyone. And what you were talking about of being in the wilderness is what I experienced my first year out here in California. But yet it was the most joy I'd ever felt in my entire life. Like I've literally had no friends out here and I was just listening and in tune with God. I have journals from when I first moved out here and was just praying for friends, like praying for one good friend. And God has given me way more than that. As you know, Nicole, Um, you're one of the one, but there's so many out here. And I think just stopping and thinking about how grateful I am for taking that step and being bold in faith. And that doesn't mean it's, this is my forever place, but it was definitely just being obedient to God. And I think that comes with being obedient to God and not letting anything else take that place of God being the number one in my life. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah. Um, for me, uh, it's funny you're talking about journaling. Um, Cause I've just kind of been on this uh, journey of like truly trusting God Um, And I think that's my biggest thing is knowing that I don't have to figure it all out. Um, God already has it, a plan in place. I just have to be trusting of him. And, you know, I think back to times where I'm like, I just don't get it. I don't know. And I'm just going to go ahead and do it um, or just kind of go with my feelings um, and not necessarily like what God has called me to do. Um, so I think that's been really impactful, but yeah, like looking back at old journals from when I was literally in middle school of, you know, my dreams and aspirations and, um, just like how I felt, you know, being true to my feelings and just being honest with myself, I think is something that I would tell, you know, my younger, um, the girls that I mentor, um, you know, girls that I coach, um, in basketball too. But I think, yeah, for anybody listening too, because I think it's, 
so easy to just, like we said, brush it under the rug, be the fun person, but actually understand how you're feeling, um, digest some things that have happened to you, grieve, you know, the small things, the big things. Um, but just don't beat yourself up and be shame. Like, don't let the enemy shame you for things that, you know, happened in your past, I guess. So, yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like that That's a lot. That's so good. <laughs> That's really uh, yeah. Oh, well, thanks, thanks for letting me hear what you guys would say. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Actually, I had to stop <laughs> and stuff. think. I'm like, yeah. I actually, fun fact, I have a list of pieces of advice that I've learned from other people or people have given to me things I've read and so I started collecting this list and so I have a google doc of that but I did not use that and so I just went off of what I thought of on in the moment so it's good what you're supposed to share (laughs) (laughs) all righty well send me that google doc oh yes yes I I need it (laughs) yes all the advice uh But I guess with that, uh, just recapping what you shared, there's so many nuggets of wisdom, but some of the top ones we wrote down were being bold and stepping out in faith and then having a mentality in the wilderness and being able to focus on God and keeping that as top of mind, keeping that as your energy to keep going. And then third, keeping your relationship with God fresh. That was one of the best ones. I absolutely love that. So you know what (laughs) what I'm gonna do tomorrow I'm probably gonna get some of my Mm. wine I got from winery go up to a nice little hillside with a sunset overlook Mm, that sounds nice yeah yeah that that just gave me inspiration yeah yeah. I love worship walks those are good little struts on the treadmill okay quick side note there's a tiktok of this girl who posts all these good workout mixes and some of them are like Rihanna and High School Musical and Nickelodeon. It's just like power walks on the treadmill and then you do a running session. But now I'm thinking about it. That would be a really good one to put together for worship music. Just be strutting. So mm-hmm. also strutting Nicole in the spirit. Has, <laughs> yeah. Nicole has some awesome worship music. So yeah. Thank just, you. I yeah. We, yeah. We have to collab now, Hannah. You should be the personal trainer and giving the commentary. Yeah. All right. We got to figure it out. Another job. <laughs> another, <laughs> another podcast. Yeah. There you go. Oh, too cute. Yeah. But that was awesome. So we appreciate that. And yeah. Hannah, close <gasps> us out. My turn. <laughs> no. Oh, geez. Well, if it sounds a little weird, it's because my wonderful um, computer is deciding to heat up. So anybody hears that, sorry. Um, Love technology. Um, So if you liked this podcast, leave a fresh review or a spicy one um, and subscribe so you don't uh, miss out on any episodes that we have coming, Um, especially this one with Nicole. I think it'll be a great one to listen to. Um, we also have an Instagram, so that's raise your standards podcast. And then our personal accounts at Autumn Dean and at Hannah underscore Henson one. And then Nicole, what is your, um, Instagram? If you'd like to share. It's Nikki Allen and I K K I A L E N. Perfect. All the awesome. tribal photos. If you want to see 
Awesome. Yeah, I have to get yeah. You have to scroll a bit. You have to stop <laughs> me if you want to see it. <laughs> oh, well, sweet. It's been so good to meet you, Nicole. I can't wait to meet you in person sooner than later. So. <laughs>